Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Wednesday. Uh, Simon Bridges, uh, the leak, who's responsible, how he's going. Uh, we'll discuss bigging. And then at the opposite end of the scale, uh, we look at the rich list. But before any of that, the teacher's strike was yesterday. So what are you going to do about this? Where are you heading with this now? Well, we'd like to get back to the negotiating table with the teachers. We, uh, you know, we've listened very carefully to what the concerns that they've been raising, and um, we're certainly committed to working through all of the different issues that teachers have raised. Many of the issues that have been raised in some of the commentary today, of course, are not issues that are part of the current negotiations, but 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 they're also very legitimate issues. So we're absolutely committed to working with the teaching profession. Prime Minister is saying the strike came too early. You agree with that? Um, look. Uh, you know, of course, we would prefer to be uh, sitting around the negotiating table rather than addressing a rally out, out the front of Parliament. But um, I do acknowledge the fact that you know teachers didn't take the decision to strike lightly, um, that there is some built-up um, anxiety and um, concern that's, that's built up over a long period of time. And uh, I do acknowledge the genuineness of the teaching profession in raising that. Can you clarify what increase uh, generally have across the board of teachers had over the last decade? Uh, it's been about a 1.2% uh, a year increase over the last decade. The offer that we've got on the table with the teachers at the moment is more than double what they've had over the last decade. Right, so they've had uh, increases in line with inflation, probably in line with the private sector, same kind of deal, right? No, I think teacher salaries have been uh, lagging behind um, the, the overall um, movement in the in the in, in wages for, for New Zealanders. So I think teachers do have a legitimate concern that they've been raising, and we're certainly endeavouring to address that. Um, we can't do everything all at once, though, obviously. Uh, so that's the minister in charge of it all. Uh, how about just general public people? Uh, this is the station where they can just ring in and say how they feel about uh, what the teachers are up to. I unfortunately think that there's still a few old dinosaurs there that are keeping their jobs very safe. They need to become more open-minded. They need to have maybe a buddy system to bring on some of these younger generation who don't have the experience. Mm. They're, um, yeah, they... they they know what they're doing. They look after their jobs very well. And I know a few teachers and they love to moan. I'm afraid of, that they do. They love to moan. Yeah. Well, the calls so, we've had, I don't know if you've heard them. We've had calls. No. Uh, we've had calls from, uh, you know, learner teachers, you know, who, who yeah. are talking about years going by before they finally, somebody gives them a break so they can get the experience. And I said, well, who's, yeah, who's making the decision not to take you on? And they say it's uh, the Ministry of Education in some cases, or mm-hmm. often boards of trustees, because, they, trustees, because yeah, basically yeah. they can't be bothered in telling the teachers who are already working at the school that you're going to have mm-hmm. to help mentor this learner teacher. Plus, the learner teachers have to take a day off uh, from school to go and continue with their continuing yeah. education. Yeah. You have to wonder whether that actually is a sensible option because then the schools have to bring in relief teachers. And so they sit there going, nah, you know, uh, a, a learner teacher is not worth the effort. Yeah. And by the way, They're we've very, got a teacher shortage. And you go, yeah, yeah, of course, you yeah. know. They're very good at saying, no, we don't want to do that. But they are incredibly evasive on suggesting what would work for them. Mm. And I'm tired of it. They know what's wrong and they're teachers they are meant to be teaching our children to be innovative they're the new generation so how about you do your work that you're doing for the kids and 
do it for yourselves. Mm. Uh, I just don't get it. I'm afraid those are the old dinosaurs who are keeping their jobs safe. They're coming up to retirement. They do not want... Um, they're getting old. They don't like change. All right, Michelle. All right, Michelle, thank you so so much. Yeah, so that, that's the question, isn't it? Uh, the, the public has a certain amount of sympathy for the teachers, but only so much. And it, I, it's largely related to how much inconvenience it causes them, I think. Um, now, Simon Bridges is slightly inconvenient that there's been this leak about his expenses. Uh, we just don't know who's responsible for it, and has it damaged him? Then more important than who leaked it is why. Actually, who leaked it will also answer the why part for us. But here's where I feel bad for Bridges. He's come and said that he's come out and said he's so confident that it's no one from within his own party that he's keen to launch his own independent inquiry into it. Ouch. I hope he's sure, because this potentially gets really ugly. I was admittedly one of the naysayers, day one, who said he was not the right choice for leader. I thought he was too inexperienced, too unknown, too bland, too blah. But he got the job and he hit the ground running, trying hard to make himself known, make himself visible, albeit in a costly way, as we now learn, read the car expenses. And he's continued to lead the party at a good polling level. Staying at 45 in opposition is nothing to be sneezed at. They're still the most popular party in the country. So why then would someone within National do such a thing? Simon Bridges must be thinking along the same lines. It's not possible. But isn't it? Perhaps there are disgruntled members of his own party who believe rolling the leader would be a good move. If that's the case, they're misguided because the very worst thing the party can do right now is start rumblings over leadership. So I feel for Simon Bridges because apart from hauling his ass around the country in the backseat of a BMW, shaking hands with everyone who looked his way, which must have been tiresome, he's come home to find his efforts undercut. I can't help thinking the person who did the leaking and we will eventually know who, looks worse, though, now than Bridges himself. It was very unfortunate that um, Simon Bridges was sort of in the news yesterday at the same time that there'd been a massive bridge collapse in Italy. Uh, The the headlines got a bit confused. I mean, maybe that was just me, but I just felt like things were collapsing for Simon Bridges as well. And, um, yeah, like I say, I'm easily confused. Uh, we, We were discussing begging. With Leighton Smith yesterday. It was somebody who was lying on the ground who wasn't, well, actually was sitting on the ground, half lying, half sitting, who was um, utilising some illicit um, substance, and that wasn't exactly desirable, but that's not, that's not, the, uh, that's not the point. Yeah. Um, um, I, I think that uh, you are probably joined, or you are joining a, a fairly sizable group of people who um, give wide berth to, to beggars. Uh, they are well, not. They are. They are not all pleasant people. No, and Auckland City is the. the it's the window for tourism. People arriving and you get in, off a ship. You get off a ship at the bottom of Queen Street, basically, and you go walking up uh, the main drag, and you're you're confronted with. The the contrast is fascinating to me. Chanel, t- Chanel, and um, Louis yeah. wrote not Louis Roderer for heaven's sake. Um, Louis Vuitton and Gucci and, and, and then in between and opposite and what have you, kind people lying around on the footpath begging and sleeping. I'll, I'll leave you with something uh, later. And I, I have a bit of a laugh when I hear the Commissioner of Police, the, uh, the, the ministers say that they're going to smash organised crime, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. We can't even sort out the homeless begging problem, can we? How are we going to do that? All right. I mean, it's like we've got 99 problems. Uh, We're going to finish up here at the other end of the scale.
uh, with Marcus's in-depth look at The Rich List. The Rich List has come out tonight or today. My own view, I don't know if there's much difference between people that hoard newspapers or cats and those that hoard money. I mean, how many cats is enough? One, people with 400, probably too many. How much money is enough? Probably a million dollars. These people with a thousand million or a billion, probably too much. I mean, it's more than anyone would need. Why would you bother? But no one ever, no one ever, ever analyzes wealth as though it's some sort of psychiatric condition like they do with other forms of hoarding. You ever wondered about that? Was a talkback caller that pointed that out to me. I thought, yeah, that's a point. That's a fairly interesting point. So would never buy the rich list, would never read the rich list. Anyway, that's me on the rich list. It's crazy. Uh, My view on that is that people who hoard cats uh, probably have to hoard newspapers as well. Because, I mean, uh, I can just smell it, can't you? Mind you, I say that because we've just had a situation where we've moved, we've kept the cats inside, they keep shitting in places where they're not supposed to. Are cats worth it? I think that's what I'm asking. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, always a, a profound question at the end of these podcasts. Actually, that's not true. But sometimes. Uh, we'll see you back here again with uh, big questions like that again tomorrow with more News Talk ZB. See you then.